is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live, live at Five, Live at Five. Thank you. Oh, sorry. A little early. Once again, they do it a lot. Sorry. Um, it's a Friday edition of, it's a dark Friday. A ton of traffic today. Arsenal Street still down to, what, two lanes now? I, I don't know if it's still there now, but uh, the last few days have been a nightmare. I, I know, I still sound like that. Uh, Karen of the airwaves. There's too much road construction. I thought it was over. I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing on Arsenal Street. Anyway, uh, we're ready for a, uh, a, a lighthearted Friday edition of this program, you know, as the uh, crazy show. I mean, after yesterday, I don't want to call uh, my guest yesterday crazy by any means, but it was certainly a lot different than uh, a, a previous programs. So I want to thank Jesse once again for coming in and talking about his story. I know uh, yesterday's program is highlighted on uh, News Junkie. That's always an honor. It's an honor. Uh, and there is uh, me with uh, a Jesse with the wife beater shirt on. Not just kidding. Actually, actually, well, I mean, it's funny. Someone made an observation. It's Jesse's, you know, coming in with uh, with his tank top, and it's like 38 degrees outside. Yesterday, at least, it was. Today, it was weird. Um, the sun was out, and it was cloudy at the same time. I was expecting at any time to see, um, a, like a rainbow or something. I didn't see. It. I guess we need water in the air or something. But it was an interesting dynamic. Would have been great for photographers like R. D. White which is Mike White's brother, great photographer, other guys like Bill Baker, they would have a field day with the, with the imagery that was uh, happening in and around 4 o'clock this afternoon. Just when that, the sun hits the horizon and goes beneath the clouds as there's openings on the, you know, miles from here. What a dynamic that was. And the most, uh, the, I wish I could just, I wish I should have just stopped. And that's when you get killed. 1,000 ways to die. He saw a great image. He said, God, I got to stop. And then gets run over by a tractor trailer. I pulled over. I Rather, I should have because there was a great image of uh, what was a Dry Hill uh, Prison or the correction set, uh, set facility up there. The green water tower has that kind of pale green, kind of like Statue of Liberty green. And with the sun from the west hitting it with this dark bluish gray sky, and then in the foreground were the, you know, were the, these, these fields of dying grass. And, and it was such an image. But I didn't take a picture. Anyway, uh, so, so getting back to Jesse. Jesse, thank you very much for telling us your story. I'm still very confused. But I think a lot of people uh, probably uh, in, you know, were enlightened yesterday, this, for the lack of a better way of explaining it, about Jesse's saga uh, and uh, why he did it. Uh, 755-1240. Now, I did uh, listen to part of today's hotline show. I know, once again, the big story that continues 
uh, with the uh, with the zoo. And you know, I, I, I don't, it, Jeff is right because Jeff said something today, and I think people resented this. That the the guy that just let I, I still don't know who's in and who's not. In fact, I thought Larry ran the whole thing, but uh, there's a picture of here of the zoo director. So excuse me for not knowing who the director was. First of all, you have way too much of a hierarchy over there. Now, whether or not this guy stepped down as the director, as, as, as you know, maybe got a dollar a year, I don't know. But when I see zoo officials worry if city took over facility and operated it, now Jeff brought that up today during the noon hour, and that to me suggests that uh, you guys are going to screw it up, or you guys aren't going to want to keep it going. We know how you guys are, and per- perhaps referring to the new administration that's going to be starting in January. And you know who those guys are. They don't want the zoo. So I don't want, I, he, you know, here's a failing uh, institution, and he doesn't want to put it in the hands of people that don't want it. And that in itself doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes any sense anymore. Nothing. When I see uh, a Jewish students protesting in favor of Hamas against their own state, doesn't make any sense. When I see someone with, with the gay flag you know, uh, defending the Palestinians, doesn't make any sense. Now, I know it's a crazy comparison, and, but again, I'm just talking out loud about how nothing makes any sense anymore. So why would you be that cavalier in saying that you don't want the city to handle something that's failing? If, if anything, the reason why it's still in existence is because of the city. should be happy that someone's even trying to, trying to do anything with the, with the zoo right now. But anyway, that was a big uh, topic today. I know there's certain callers, very, very hot and heavy about this topic. Let's get rid of it. Um, you know, and, and Jeff, of course, still continuing the suggestion. Speak to the Robbins family over there at Old McDonald's Farm. Has anyone done that? And another thing they brought up today is the lack of marketing, lack of advertising. And I'll let you in on a little story, if you care, on a Friday afternoon. I actually spoke to them. And when I was in limbo here, uh, figuring out what the hell I wanted to do with my life, and no one wanted me, by the way. But nonetheless, I, I, I did interview at a marketing position up there at the zoo. And this was during COVID. It was a tough time. But I did go up there, and um, it just I, I, w- I came up with ideas, suggestions, and uh, nothing. Nothing. I, I said, you know, you should have some type of webcam in the otter uh, tank. You know, that would be a cool thing, just you know, because they're always lively. They're always doing something. And, uh, and Jeff, of course, got some incredible suggestions today. And um, you know, I know they did stuff across town and whatnot. They had interviews. But uh, you've got to be more engaging to that, especially in the era of TikTok. Where you're just like, oh, come on up here. You'll love it. I said, no, no, we got to see it first. No one wants to go skiing unless there's snow on the ground. So at least if you put something on an ad, especially in the hands of a, of a 12-year-old or less or younger who's on TikTok, <clears throat> like uh, what's her face? Her, the South Carolina's ladies down there. Her daughter was chastised by what's his name? Rasa Swami for being on TikTok. Get your daughter's name out of your mouth. Like a, like a Will Smith reference the other night. Jeepers, that was weird. By the way, I didn't talk at all yesterday about the debate, and I couldn't have because I completely forgot to watch the Wednesday night debate. But anyway, the the zoo thing, um, I'm glad that it's still open. In the back of my mind, I said, yeah, it should be, you know, liquidated in one way or another. But um, hopefully they could figure it out and get creative and do marketing, like Jeff said today. Like the other guy said, name name an animal after someone. I'll pay $1,000 to have a bear named after me. And, you know, one for one, I don't think Glenn Curry would do that, but I'm sure there's enough people that would that would put their, their, their money out there in such a case for a, a new giraffe. There's no giraffes up there, but whatever. A new uh, wolf, name it after Todd D'Alessandro, who used to work here at Operations Manager. 
And boy, did he love wolves. Anyway, let's go to the phone. It would only be appropriate to name one after Todd. Hi, you're in the air. Curry, how you doing? It's the Duff Man. Hey, uh, about the interview yesterday. Yeah. 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 The, uh, I remember the news uh, accounts on that. I remember when it, when, uh, it was reported on, uh, you know, 7 and News Junkie and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And then I was surprised because he, he mentioned one of my uh, former clients there, John. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Doctor Strange. Doctor uh, Strange. I, I forgot that he had uh, uh, written a few things and done a few things, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brought back some memories, I guess. I remember that yeah, tattoo yeah. shop right there. The building's still yeah, there. The building's gone now, isn't it? No, it's still there. I mean, the last. Well, actually, no. You're right. He was at two places. He moved from one to the other. The building that he was at last is gone. But at one point, he had a little place inside that corner place that someone was going to make. I don't know, apartments out of some guy from Texas. But, yeah, no, yeah. he was at the very end of, uh, of Factory Street for years. And, boy, that was, that was appropriately named. It was a strange place, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, Smokies. It used to be Smokies. Smoky, yeah. And then, of course, then the, uh, the record play, uh, the music center uh, on the corner there, it's no longer there, where the uh, Nice and Easy is, or the 7-Eleven, whether, whatever they're calling it. Right, right. Um, Mart- yep. Martuzas, Martuzas Music. Yeah, Martuzas Music. Yeah, and I know he got in a little trouble there too back in the day. Yeah. But Did you know across the street. Yeah. That's where Renzi started across the street, Renzi Brothers. Really? Back in the day. Yeah, it used to be funny because you'd be going down back to the street and you'd see uh, Mike and Roy out there and they're, you know, they're whites mm-hmm. and uh, smoking, you know what I mean? They right. Back in the day, you know? and, then, and then there's old Claude's transmissions. I, I don't know if anyone's noticed that Did place. I know. Why is it? Why is How is it still there? standing? I don't get it must be a DEC nightmare. Work as good as it used to. What's that? With the diner is it? Yeah, the diner. I can, you know, I again, hopefully I don't get in trouble. They're not advertisers here. But, you know, that that plot of land had four places in it including the diner plus it had the car wash which wrapped around it and on top it had at least one or two apartments. That per square footage in that building for decades was making more profits than any other plot or lot in the city. I look at it now, and I have to. I have to realize that there's actually something still operating in there. The diner's still open at the old Allen's Diner, and it shocks me because the rest of the building seems like it's in, in big disrepair. Yeah, there were businesses, you know, like a plaza type of thing. Yeah. And then the owner, uh, before he went to Greece, lived upstairs. Right. And uh, and then uh, I used to get my car washed in almost every day. All the time. Cheap enough. I got it was fifty cents for. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got your car. You got your car clean. You got your car cleaned every day? Yeah, when I was, yeah, because I was on the road. I wanted it to look good, and it was only just the sun. And then I remember he raised it to 75, and people were crying about that. Right. And then I remember, I said, why don't you just raise it to a buck and call it a day? So he did. And he did. Yeah, and then he went to Greece. Yeah. God bless. You know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, one of his his relatives ran for mayor. Guy, hardworking guy and all that. I don't know if he sold it or what, but yeah, it just... uh, Yeah, it's it's not what it used to be. But I just did a feature about Factory Street the other day for my downtown news. And I talked about the uh, the, the banana distribute. Uh, you know, uh, they used to distribute fr- fruit from there, from the old Watertown yeah. uh, appliance building. But it's, it was a fascinating place. Uh, it was there long before uh, Watertown Appliance was built in the 20s, by the way. And uh, there's that one place that I point out in the video. It's still standing. It's next to Claude's. And that brick structure, the ceiling, the roof rather, is about to cave in. It looks like an old horse. 
But that was yeah. built uh, prior to the uh, Civil War, probably in the 1840s, which is right. makes and it one of the Halley oldest. Electric is or whatever. Well, no, Haley Electric was down the block. That's still there. No, I'm talking about something that's uh, yeah, still. No, st- no, but I'm just saying there used to be a house there too, like a double house with a little. Right. No, and I, I wasn't around for that, but I know what you're saying. It looked like townhouses, something out of uh, yeah, out of New York City, right there. It was beautiful, beautiful place, and a lot of those empty lots right now. If only they could talk about what that place looked like 150 years ago. It, it would make your, make your skin crawl. Or actually, it, well, yeah, it would enlighten the, you. <laughs> the, buildings went all, the buildings went all the way down. Right. They're all connected. All, every single Where one of them. Our apartments was, they went all the way up. And I mean, downtown at one time went all the way to, right. you know, all the way over there to Pearl. Then it went all the way It was the longest stretch of buildings at one point. It was the longest stretch of connected buildings in the entire country. And maybe, arguably, in the entire world. And, and, and by that, I'm sure there was places in London that, that had that record. But be, there was no interruption between J.B. Wise, where Mr. Sub is today, all the way to where Raymore and Flanagan is, uh, uh, which right. used to be City Hall. Yeah, that was the longest stretch oh, yeah. of, of connected was, buildings. Yeah, it was built straight out. And then, uh, I should make a downtown uh, news uh, reference about that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I know we sound like the, uh, the hotline show, talking no, over... Watertown was actually bigger than Buffalo at one time. You knew that. Right? Yeah, I did. It was bigger than Cleveland and uh, and other cities. But you know, it just it just it was a matter of time when when people yeah, started. Yeah, you, know. you know what I mean, Glenn. It's it, the population has dropped. Uh, you know, I still can't figure out how the the school budget is three or four times as much as it is when the uh, student population is like That's, half yeah. of what it was when I went. Well, we know why. Uh, but, but Duffman, you know that you're, you're being sarcastic. And then I got to go. I got someone waiting for me. It's probably Jason because I blew him off yesterday. But the biggest reason is because back in the day uh, uh, when teachers were way underpaid, making ten, uh, under $10,000 a year in the 80s, by the way, uh, now the budgets have gone up. Uh, in, in some cases, if you're there for 20 years, you're making just as a normal teacher's salary in excess of six figures. God bless you for getting that. But that's the reason why budgets have gone up and population has gone down. There's no other reason beyond that. And, of course, turf fields that cost about $6 million every 20 years. Anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. I, but listen, thanks for getting the show started, Duffman. I got someone on here. I think it's Jason, but thanks for the call. All right. Well, have fun. We'll talk. You have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, man. That's the Duff. Hi, you're on the air. It is hey, Jason. what's going on, Glenn? So, now, Jason, wait, wait, be, wait. No, 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 no. Before you go on, before, before you continue... You've got to listen to the show every now and then. When you called in, I had a guest completely unrelated to the zoo, city politics, uh, you know what happened on election day, which apparently everyone forgot already. Uh, so uh, I so I didn't want to come across as being rude for cutting you off yesterday, but I did have a guest unrelated to politics. But you called today. Okay, no, that's, yeah. no, that's fine, Glenn. Right. Uh, money buys elections. My question to your audience, Sarah Complez, the councilwoman. The zoo's closed. The director has left or retired. What has she done in her six years to address the financial stress with her other city council members? What have they done to help facilitate keep the zoo open? Uh, I, they've been throwing good money at bad, uh, Jason. And But I, you can't blame the council people for that. Uh, they put it in the trust of people that were running it, including the director. No knock at them. No knock, knock, lock at, uh, knock rather at Larry. But uh, we came up with some easy uh, 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 approaches today on the hotline show. Not me, but others, including Jeff. And I can throw my two cents wow. out there. None of those were taken seriously. And they were using old school methodology and how to attract people to, uh, uh, to, to a place that people, particularly young people, don't have interest in anymore. 
Well, let, let me give you an answer, Glenn. If I was elected city council member, I would take responsibility. I would not push it off, say it's not my, my responsibility. As an elected official, I run this, the mayor and the rest of the people, so they make decisions to financially fund the zoo. All right, let, Jason, let me, ask, let me ask, do, do we know if you had a tally of any votes on the write-ins this past week? I just want to, I did see a decent amount of write-ins. In fact, I thought the number was 27 which is a significant uh, number for me. I, I didn't see it. it, it what says me, I've seen the three, three new cheerleaders that would be voted in. He's here. reading this. Yeah. My stress, my issue is as a leader, I take full responsibility for paper. my decision and my vote. So if we okay. don't hold anyone accountable, Glenn, all right, so, so Jesse, I mean, uh, uh, Jesse, sorry, uh, Jason, <laughs> uh, are we preparing for the next round of, uh, of city council votes, which obviously is in two years? Um, to answer your question, yes. Right. I, I, I will take a different approach. You're going to have a different one. strategy the next time going forward. Yes. I, let me say this. What the mayor said would discuss about people that do not vote. There are people that cannot vote. And your voice. Right. And your concerns matter to me. But one other thing, the right. tax revenue, we're going to have some serious issues. Right, no. I, yeah. The budget. Right. The revenues was down 249091 hmm. So that's the estimate. I sent you a picture. By the way, Jason, uh, is your wife able to vote yet? Um, has she got her... her, uh, she, get, her, her uh, she did not get her green card yet. Okay. But she married you. Sure. But you're married. I thought that yeah. was automatic. And, and the only reason, I'm not, I'm not prying or sifting by any means. I'm just curious because, you know, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me that someone like your wife who's new to the country, who quite frankly knows the English language better than 80% of this, the people who were actually born here, it wouldn't surprise me if your wife actually exercised her right to vote, which would be ironic because she's not from here, but she would love that opportunity. Would that, is, that correct? Well, is that correct to say? Well, well yes, going back home... Uh, in Indonesia, they they vote. They they look at the candidates uh, right. in her own country. Then they burn your votes when they, they come look, in, right? Yes, they look at her. They look at their politics. But what what I'm going to say to you, right, right, and we got to be quick. I'm very saddened. I'm very saddened by the three people because no one <laughs> takes responsibility Back to the zoo. For the zoo closing, right. and it's an excuse. If no one will stand up right. to the plate. I say it was my responsibility right. as a leader right. to keep the zoo open. Right. Then what the hell am I representing you guys for? There you go. All right, we'll save that for the next campaign, though. Jason, we got to walk away. we got to walk away. we got to right. lick our fingers. we got to lick our wounds and say, hey, i got to hey, have a better approach next time. Hey, hey Glenn, the zoo is important, so right. it needs to stay open. If right. it's not, then we need to blame the leaders gotcha. and let it close. Sir right. Campo. And the rest of the uh, new cheer. He's on fire about Sarah already. Office, All right. All right. I got to go. But thanks, Jason. Thank you very right. much. Oh, my God. He's still campaigning. I don't know if Jason got more than three votes. And, again, that's not a good reflection on me because I helped him with his ad campaign. We didn't even get the date right, which is embarrassing as hell. But I would like to know whether or not he actually got any votes. Now he's still politicking for next time. All right, I got to do this break. You're listening to the Live at Five show on a dark Friday afternoon, and we'll be back right after this. Drive America. Out Appliance, 316 Factory Street in Watertown. 
Uh, welcome back uh, for the second part of uh, today's Friday edition, 755-1240. Or as Jeff Graham would say, 755-1240. Now, I, give, I send notes to myself throughout the day when it's pertinent. And I'm just trying to make heads and tails out of them. And uh, one of them is whatever. Let's see if I can find this. Um, I had it up here early. I should have been ready for you, folks. I'm sorry, but this is one of those days. I got here a little late. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll just paraphrase for it. But uh, what's her face? Jean-Pierre, the, uh, the press secretary. She said something to the effect that uh, when you're not part of the majority, meaning in her world, you know, the leftist world, you are considered extreme. And maybe I can call it up after, during rather than the next break and play it for you. But that's what she said. You know, if you don't agree with us, then you're extreme. And th- this in the land of, you know, of, of the free will to you know, express yourself. And it's all, you know, it, it's all there. It's all part of our constitution. It's the painfully obvious part of it, too. And yet that's what our press secretary says, that if you're part of the, the non-majority, if you're the minority, then you're extreme. That means you have to be dealt with this so many ways. And this, as she says it, with way too much eye makeup on her, and she blinks a lot, which is really an insecure thing. There's such, there's such a thing as called vocal fry. And a vocal fry is something, when I've, I've said this before, Howard Stern would talk about it, how women in particular, and men do it too, uh, would, would, would have this kind of drag on their lives. And it was their mental or I guess their, their insecure way of trying to be intelligent. And changing their natural voice to something that, in their mind at least, makes them sound intelligent. When I see Jean-Pierre, our press secretary, constantly blinking as she's looking into the distance uh, like Sonny Houston, whatever the frig her name is, to me it's always a sign of she's trying to look intellectual or something. She just draws attention to the unbelievable amount of makeup that somehow or other doesn't weigh her eyelids down to her eyeballs. But she does that to try to, it's like someone who wears you know, a, a glasses to look like a professor, but has 20-20 vision. You're faking it. Give me a break. It's like stuffing your bra or putting something in your pants. You get the idea. She does it all the time. And, and just to think with all the stuff going on in the world right now and the way she thinks about um, uh, uh, Palestine and her viewpoints on that, not to mention others in Hollywood and so forth. It, it's amazing that it's constantly t- they're p- constantly talking to the MAGA society and these days people that are pro-Israel. It's a sad thing. It's, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again and again. What we're seeing in the streets of New York, Chicago, elsewhere, colleges for that matter, is not just a finger pointing at Jewish students and Israel. This is all part of what we saw three years ago during, during uh, the summer of George Floyd. This is all part of the anti-white establishment, white supremacy. And more and more of these videos that I see, and by the way, I'm not a TikTok person. I, to some degree, I wish I could just bear it, grin and bear it, but I don't want, you know, I, I have enough data floating around the world about me. I don't want the Chinese knowing what, what, what I'm all about. But the, the rhetoric that I'm hearing is obviously you're either on one side or the other, but this whole thing about Israel being colonialized, they, they colonialized there, they stolen land. All of it's so symbolic, parallels to everything they said about white man coming over here and taking it from the Indians, about uh, Christopher Columbus uh, ushered in a whole era of oppression, all these things. And they're not, they don't say it outright. I say, I, I parallel this to what happened with, for instance, uh, uh, um, 
Donald Trump back in 2016, I realized when he came down the escalator, a lot of people started you know, really getting down on him. And certainly when he became president, they felt that they had the right to and that this was open game, not just to hate Donald Trump, but people who look like Donald Trump and who honored Donald Trump. And I think the same thing is happening here. I think now the Jews are Donald Trump 2016, so they're just going to attack the Jews, 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 and get this whole collective society against them. And this, oh, and by the way, we hate white supremacists, too. That's exactly what Israel is all about. It's the, we're the same people. So it, any, and it just it, it unnerves me to know that there's Jewish Americans that are, that are pro-Hamas, that are defending uh, the Palestinians. It just, it, it's, I'll, I'll never get over that. Never, ever, ever, ever understand something like that. Not to mention the uh, members of the, of the gay society defending Hamas. All based on what they learned three years ago. And they just tag along with who are we against these days? So Israel? Okay, it's Israel. So I know a lot of people who I work with, you know, they're Jewish. And, but at the end of the day, they're not getting down on their faith, on their religion, on who they are. They're getting down on what they look like. And that's no different than you, most people listening right now. And I'll go out on a limb and say it myself. Let's go to the uh, phone. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? A couple things for you. Yeah. Your buddy yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Thinks that Dr. Strange is so great. Mm -hmm. Guess what? My sister-in-law... Uh-oh, here we go. ...was with him back in the day. Yeah. He kidnapped her and took her out west to a cult. She finally escaped. What, Jonestown? What he did to her mind was unbelievable. Well, remember, the guy's name was Dr. Strange. Yes. Well, he. if I had known it before this, I've been married to my wife for 45 years. If I'd known more about that, I would have gone down there and kicked his butt. Hmm. But you didn't. But he messed my sister-in-law up so bad. Where is she now? She's dead. Oh, well, that's strange. Yeah, no, she had a heart attack and died. How old was she? Well, she was 70. All right, all right. She lived a decent life. Okay. But I was just wondering whether or not well, it had no, an adverse. She was an alcoholic. Right. And did not have a good life. Well, okay. So let me, I, not to, by the way, what was the relation here? Was this your sister you said? My sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. Okay. So no blood here so I can get down on and without pissing you off. Uh, do you think that maybe she, she led, she was somewhat responsible for her alcoholism, as opposed to someone she shacked up with by after, the name of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange got through with her. Yeah, but sometimes company loves misery, or misery loves company. Excuse me, I'm dyslexic today on a Friday. Uh, sometimes people love people with the same, you know, shortcomings they have. You know, people that are, you know, have no, have a propensity no, for for alcohol usually hang out with alcoholics. A ringer. Hmm. He must have been he like a Rasputin type of guy. Escape. But you know what? You see what I'm saying? I mean, we all, we're all held, we should be held accountable for the people that we call our friends and, and people we have relationships with. You might say, okay, he whisked her but off the her whole feet. The thing is, Glenn, you cannot go, alcoholics, you cannot. No, I of don't course know not. If you had an alcoholic in your life? Right. Well, yeah, I, I know alcoholics, sure. No, I mean, do you have a family member? Yes, I did. An alcoholic yes. that you can't even talk to. They won't talk to you. Well, we, you know, usually, usually he talked, but <laughs> usually about something else. I had a brother. He yeah. was an alcoholic. Right. What? He sucked on a shotgun. Hmm. What was he My related? Just called me today. She had a friend. Yeah. Was an alcoholic. Right. The, about two hours before she killed herself, called my daughter. Why did she call your daughter? My daughter feels. My daughter feels that she 
should have done something to try to save her. Wow, that's that's you can't yeah, save natural. these people. Right. If they get it in their heads, that's the way it's going to go. But when that guy goes, well, Doctor Strange is my hero, and a whole nine yards. No, Doctor Strange is a very bad man. Hmm. Well, I'm it, I'm assuming Doctor Strange is long gone. Yes, he is. Yeah, and um, you know, in that. And that, God. I'm sure he was, and again, don't take this in the wrong way to anyone out there that might want to kick my ass for saying this, but I think he was kind of part of that whole biker mentality, you know, you know, the rebels, you know, tough guys, wore leather jackets you know, and was, vests. He was, he was more into the cults. All right. Well, it, you know, kind of could be the same thing, whatever. Well, he, no, he rode I'm around a on a Harley. <laughs> no? I'm a biker. All right. Well, he was into tattoos and gruff stuff. I remember walking in there with Anthony DeMarco. And we walked in with our, with our business clothes on. You know, Anthony, you know, say what you want about him. God rest his soul, by the way. He was a snappy dresser. He looked like a businessman. He looked like a gangster. And we walked in there, suit and ties, and boy, did we get looks. It, whoa. That was like, oh, yeah. we, were, uh, we were really a fish out of water there. But nonetheless. All right. I'm sorry about your sister-in-law. Sorry about the other guy. Yeah. But alcohol. All right. Thank but the you. Other thing, the, yeah. the other thing, a uh, later note. Yeah. Jeff goes, why don't you talk to the people down to Old McDonald's Farms? Right. He said you know that many times. Old McDonald's Farms works is because they're farm animals. Right. And they are a working farm. Right, right. They kill two birds with one stone. Right. Farm. Yeah, you, you get the kids to pet the uh, the pig, and then you slaughter them. No, yep. well, no, no, they get to watch the race. Right. The whole nine yards. They right. win. They have ice cream the whole nine yards. Right. That's, per- That's why yeah. it's a working deal. And it's out in the country, it too. won't that work helps. in the parks. That's right. Well, they can modify things, but whatever. All right, thanks. I got to go. Well, unless you want to turn Thompson Park into a working farm. Well, you could have a yeah, sure. Why not? You know, get Jesus and Mary up you there. Know, they have acres and acres of corn. Oh, uh, Joseph, oak, excuse me. And everything else to feed these animals. Right. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, obviously, the old regime doesn't want the new regime, which happens to be the city of Watertown, and it's a big friggin' mess. And they should have been astute exactly. to other ideas well, in the I'm past. Fourth generation to that city, and yep. is. Just getting worse. Well, well, hopefully the new regime will will change that up in January. We have to be we'll optimistic. Take a shot at it. All right. Well, that's, but listen to this guy. We'll take a shot. At him. Wow. All right. Thanks, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Exterminate. Listen to you. That's a bad word. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Glenn. What's going on? Uh, well, oh my God, it's Samantha on, on a megaphone. Uh, if you know about the federal laws, um, you know, to me, it's like it's someone's your government check, your social security check. like. So, Samantha, wait, wait. Before we go on to this endless banter, you're referring to a check that you thought you were going to get from the federal government. Is that correct? Yes. All right, so let me let me stop you there. What are you living on now? My social security. Okay. Right. But, but that's already being robbed by creditors and rent. You know that our rent went up $75? What what are you paying for rent now, Samantha? Eight hundred and seventy five now. And you live and you live up near, in Redwood or somewhere up near in the town of Alex, Alexandria. Alexandria Bay. Eight hundred dollars living up in the bay. And I mean that in the middle money of comes out of our social security checks plus a car payment of three hundred and fifty dollars. Right, three hundred fifty dollars plus the cable bill. Yeah, which is another three hundred fifty dollars. Bill. Yeah, I mean. How much is the cable bill? Just, just curious. How much is the cable bill? $60. $60. Hmm. 
I'm trying to figure out what I pay for care. I think I pay around that myself. Samantha, here's the thing. People right now, I mean, and it, and we're well above this because, you know, you're, you're, you're in the retirement age now anyway. But, you know, it's amazing you had Social Security, and God bless you for doing that. But most of us, most of us accrue a decent amount of Social Security based on what we put into it over our working years. So, unfortunately, right. you didn't get enough during your, those years, for the lack of a better way of putting it. So now you're, yeah, but now it's like, I could be, I could be uh, a Dave Ramsey here. Uh, Dave Ramsey made, by the way, Dave Ramsey made a very good point the other day. And, and, and don't listen to me because I do car ads on TV, radio, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is this. The average car payment today is $500. And yeah. Dave Ramsey said, Dave Ramsey said, you know, wow, $500. If you put $500 into some annuity, whatever this, or investments, uh, over the course of, say, 10 years or so, uh, it would come out to like a million dollars, whatever. I mean, he had this whole l- lined up. And that's so true because right. we, because someone like Samantha, who doesn't have a pot to piss in, still has a $350 <laughs> car payment out of something that's taken out of uh, the, uh, her Social Security that, you know, quite frankly, the government was kind enough to give her because she didn't accrue that based on what she put in over the years. But still, right. you chose to buy a car over the, t- I'm assuming what four years? I don't know what the terms are. I'm sure yes, it's a used car. Yes, yes. Four have, years, three fifty. Year left. You got a year left, so you got twelve months to bite the bullet. Hopefully, the car is not on its last leg. Uh, hopefully, no, yeah. No, I try to keep him. I try to keep him like brand new, but uh five hundred and thirty nine dollars for new tires yes i know they don't uh-huh. give breaks to people on low income they don't give breaks oh that's I that know. sounds like a, an ac- uh, expression saying, in itself Glenn, yeah I, you know i i've been listening to youtube and i've been listening to google and they say that a stimulus check is coming to social security recipients that are under twenty seven thousand dollars Right. Well, and we are we are under twenty five thousand dollars. So let me ask the question, and this is going to be interesting. Let me ask the question, Samantha. If you knew that the Biden administration would say, "Hey, we're going to you know you vote for me, I'm going to give you a check, a stimulus check," and right. you also knew that the guy running for president on the other side of the political coin, uh, let's just say Donald Trump, said, "No way, you're not going to get a stimulus check," who would you vote for? Biden. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I mean, I, I walked her into that. But Samantha represents millions and millions of people. And let me go out on a limb beyond that. Not only would oh. Samantha vote for the one that would give her the free money, but Samantha is very similar in the sense that, say, for instance, uh, Jewish Americans should now start thinking about their allegiance to the Democratic Party, especially with what's going on now. Because now we, oh. not, we have crazy people in the Democratic Party that at this point want to see Israel suffer for the, you know, what's going on in defending their own land. But yet that's still not going to happen. I know a crazy comparison between you know, uh, those people and, of course, Samantha. But it is amazing how people will somehow or other think that that's the better deal, that the president that's going to give me free money is going to make my life easier. Where in reality, Samantha, it's not. That just means that you and means of others get that, and we just become a weaker society. And in the case of the Jewish Americans, their lives become more and more dangerous. So do you see the, you see the comparisons here, Samantha? I do. Yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying, you know, because the Jewish people apparently have been persecuted 
the yes, the apparently, but about yeah, forever. maybe four thousand years. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, Americans born in this country. I was born in Washington D.C. Wow, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I love the Jewish people. What does Washington have... D.C. have anything to do with Jewish? Never mind. Go ahead. I have no time to unravel your logic. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I know that a lot of them were accused of coming to this country and making big hmm. on the American dollar, hmm. right? Mm, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. but and taking advantage of the system. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. But I don't think they have. No, I we, think we they definitely have know what sides Samantha. Yeah. I, everyone that I have met um, are hmm. hardworking. Right. Right. You know, and the, but they're Jewish Americans. They're yeah. Not, yeah. They're not. I'm an Italian and English. I'm not a Jewish person. Right. Right. Oh, and by but the way, not 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 I to. I don't have yeah. anything against them. What I, is what I'm telling you? No, of course not. I have something against uh, someone that, I, like for instance, I cannot stand potheads. I can't. Oh. I the, cannot stomach this stuff. It makes. Then me why nuts. are you with Craig? I don't know. <laughs> See, really see not, uh, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, Samantha, hold up for a second. Remember in the beginning of the show, I said things that don't make sense? And Samantha calls in. And by the way, Samantha rarely calls in at the five o'clock hour. Well, she did today. I, I but uh, she is a per, per, perfect example know, of things that don't make sense. Drum, I can't say that, I, I cannot stand up and say, I work hard for my money because I don't work. I haven't worked because I had an injury when I was there. Yet. Right, right, right. But well, you drive. And, yeah. But I don't associate with that type of person. And I really don't know. You know, I have hounded him and hounded him and told him a million times, do not associate with anybody that does this stuff and get off it as as soon as you can. Because I am a real, I can't stand it. All right, well, I, 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 that's, you know what, that, it's, I, I can understand because, the, you know, the dynamics between someone who's into smoking and who is not. I can't see spending it, I, money on the garbage. And it's a I lot of money. Can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's another thing. And you, you, you need and, a car payment instead you know, of pop. I mean, I could buy a beautiful pair of L.L. Bean shoes. Right. <laughs> Listen to her. L.L. Bean shoes. And, I, you know, I just really... She's, it, I should, really Samantha, I should just way. send you to, like, Dave Ramsey's school. You know, where they keep you, you know, they force you to watch Dave Ramsey for like 24-7 with your eyes opened up like a clockwork orange or something. And maybe, maybe, <laughs> just maybe then you can learn something from someone like him. You don't need L.L. Bean boots if someone gave you a check tomorrow from the government. And guaranteed, that's well, exactly what Samantha would do. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. I, I really do need a good pair of winter boots, and those are the best. But yeah. I but I would have the money to spend them. But what I'm saying is if a, a creditor, right. someone that, say, I owe a credit card that I maxed out, and it tries to, to take that money before I get a hold of it, and let me pay what I can pay. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. That, that sucks because you get can free I money and then someone takes it. No, that no, that's unfortunately you know, the, the system that you're living on, unfortunately, doesn't cater you all the time. So you just got to be careful with whether or not, you know, you owe stuff on the, on the money that they're giving. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't right. abuse the money that you're getting because if you do that, then they'll start figuring you out. And they won't give you money again. You see what I'm saying, uh, Samantha? Uh-huh. So I, I, I feel I bad for you because you got this love-hate relationship with Craig. And I think a lot of it is, at the end of the day, despite the fact that he has a problem with smoking marijuana, you don't like that. You don't want to be lonely, Samantha. And you guys do get along, despite the fact that you got to deal with the smell and the whole attitude of what pot smoking does. But oh, uh, I can't imagine a life... 
I can't imagine your life, Samantha, without Craig. And I think that would make you miserable, to be quite honest. So I'm just being truthful. But no, I, yeah. I, there's, I, I, of course, I've, I, we have two children together. I, I've loved the man on and off for 30 years. But he does not listen to a word I say when it comes to that. You know, it's just I cannot stand being around it. I can't stand being around anybody that does it. I, need, I can't yeah. even stand being around a cigarette smoker. So I'm going out for New Year's. I don't care. I'm wow. going out to the... Well, Johnny Spisano is going to be at the Adams Country Club. So check that out. You know, you might... Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a big night. <laughs> All right, Samantha, I got to go. But great to hear from you. I hope I gave you some advice. Um, it's probably not going to work. Nothing usually does. And I'm not just talking about you, by the way. But I, I, I wish you well. I really do. And I mean that, Samantha. I know you do. All right, man. Take I, care. I got to go. Bye-bye. Uh, that's Samantha. The plight continues. Let's do a break, and we'll be back right after this. You know what season it is. Pricing and incentives available through November 30th, 2023. All right, welcome back. All right, so I queued these up. Let's see if this works. <clears throat> All right, this is earlier. Let's see if I got this right. Oh, shoot. Boy, I'm so bad at this. See, what I, what I try to do is I try to queue it up from, like in this case, Facebook. But when I when I open it up, it goes to... It does one of two things. One, it starts to play, and it's in mute. And by the time you hit the mute button, then you got to hit the pause button, and then it got to unmute it again. Oh, it just sucks. And then it doesn't have a progress bar underneath where you could slide it back. But this is what uh, Pierre... Oh, shoot. Someone's calling me. One of those days. Hi, you're in the air. Well, it's uh, SG. SG to tell yeah. me everything I said earlier about whatever I've already forgot about it is completely wrong. Is that correct? I was, I was going to talk about yesterday's show, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah, go right ahead. Thought, yeah, yeah, you could talk. I thought the one caller was so rude, I would have hung up on him, uh, accusing the guy of being a drug addict. I, I just, yeah, well. I was appalled by that caller, I'll tell you. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, that was a little yeah. much. That was a little much. Yeah, that was, I, I, there's no reason. He, he, he's putting himself out there, so what if he's trying to sell a book? Right. Um, but you, you kind of went too heavy on the jail. I really don't really know what the guy did still. I mean, he, he, I know he sent letters, but. Yeah, he sent threatening to, letters, they, and um, yeah, I mean, and he, in, in an era. I don't think he ever mentioned threatening. Just, or what, what well, I mean, okay, like, all right. I, I, I agree, I agree. So that's why we need SG as the producer and editor here to like, make sure that everything goes squarely. One thing I have to say about yesterday's show is that my line of questions questions excuse me were warded down no doubt about it not they were warded down and i'm just going to be i'm going to admit that now and usually people who do one thing and then admit it the next day is a stupid thing to do but i didn't want to get people on this i i know jesse enough to realize that that why the reason why one he was let out of jail before his term was even done is that people realize he's harmless but yet, at the same time, we've heard that about people that are incarcerated, let out again, and do something very bad. Jesse is just a kind heart that wants to get the point across and did it the wrong way and went to jail for it. And, uh, yeah, yeah we, we, threatening letters are a bad thing to do in this society, and that's what gets you in trouble with the FBI. But we didn't get what the point was he was trying to get across. Oh, that, I, that's you know, the problem. Actually, you know what, though? Um, <laughs> SG, I'm going to admit, neither did I. And I mean, just in, just the name of the book, Nama Nama Namacron, whatever. I have no clue. And and again, and by the way, our friend um, uh, Donnie, he texted me. He says that that guy is not like me at all. We we might agree on the Illuminati, but that's about it. He's a satanic, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, but you know what? And I don't agree or understand anything that Donnie says. Nothing. I have no clue. 
Everybody so, has their unique sense of crazy, whatever. Right, I mean. and to me, and and I love the the headlines today on the on News Junkie, that clearly said, uh, listen to a guy that got arrested by a bunch of, of cops at uh, Planet Fitness, and you know how many people probably clicked just for that alone, just for that. Uh, how many? I don't know. I haven't checked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have no. I have no idea. I know it was up to like 500 yeah. earlier, three, or whatever. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ed Norton, 97, 96, <laughs> 95, three. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. think someone's no, here. But it, I mean, I. I, I like that you brought the guy in, and I mean, it was an interesting show, and I yeah. think you get a part two, and we could learn more or whatever. Right, but, right. You know, that, that guy, that you know, same guy telling you who you should have on your show, screw him. You know, wow, well, yeah, I mean, you know, right. Well, he's not the only one who says, uh, suggests things about this show over the years. Well, he's done that to the mayor, too. Oh, I don't think you should have this person on his show. Well, it's his show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, seven five five. I love how Jeff just gets upset with people in his afterlife, if I can call it that, because it really is. It's his after. He's living his afterlife right now, and he's gotten ballsier, uh, shorter with people. Um, I, he has a tendency to talk over people a lot more, but it's it's good stuff. It was always good. Don't get me wrong. And Jeff is one of the smartest guys ever. But uh, it's very entertaining these days. But anyway, well, you can tell when he's in a bad mood. It yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Caller. He just he just snaps. Right? No, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I live in pain, and part of that is this pain. You don't want to deal with crap, so you, you, you snap a little quicker than oh, yeah. you would. You well, would. yeah, and again, I have a general understanding why people who have uh, gotten older in life are crankier, uh, you know, because I know why. I'm, I'm 60 years old. I, I, I know that, oh, I'm figuring it out. As they get closer to the age of Mr. Foster from 89th Street, they used to chase us out with hot water if we got near his house when we were playing ball. Now I realize how it is to get old. You just get crankier. That's all. Your yeah. body talks yeah, I'm, to you? I'm using the cane right now. It's like Oh god. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about yeah. that. Well, yeah. Yeah, well the chicks lo- yeah, the, the chicks still dig you, SJ. Yeah. You'll still pick up somebody with a cane. Who knows? It might even get more creative. Oh, yeah, I get, I get a little sympathy. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I got 1 minute left. All right, man. Good talking. Have All right, a good you too. You too. That's SG. That's why you have SG on. As, if if we don't talk about politics or certainly the dog park Although I do like talking to him about his latest spat with Councilman Cliff only. That, to me, is kind of interesting. But it's good. It's good banter. We speak well. Blah, blah, blah. We can agree on a lot of things. Not everything. And it gets back to Jean-Pierre. When you are not where the majority of Americans are, she said, then that is extreme. And people would say, oh, she shouldn't have said that. But in reality, she represents over half of America who despite the fact that they're seeing all this craziness going on uh, in reaction to Israel, they still say the biggest enemy in America are ourselves in the MAGA society. Crazy. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Have a great weekend, everybody. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King. The Israeli military has attacked a hospital it says was a cover for...